0: This is unprecedented times. I mean, I can say this over and over and over again. So we have special people, extraordinary people, extraordinary South Africans doing extraordinary things to try and help wherever they can. Uh, We've got a Mateus Bierkes, who is the South African mountain biking champion. And he cycled a thousand kilometers in his yard. I can't just fathom cycling a thousand kilometers on the road, let alone in my yard, but Matthijs managed to do that. Matthijs, uh, thank you so much for coming on to Sports Talk tonight. Um, I just want to start off with how upset is your wife about the grass?
1: <laughs> um, no, that's, that's actually the least of the worries at this stage, but uh, no, she's been really supportive of the whole thing and yeah, one, one of uh, the biggest factors in making it a success story.
0: I mean, absolutely, yeah. and, and I saw the support on your social media page um, on Instagram when, you know, you finally finished this. Uh, exactly before we get into what it is for, what does it take to even embark on something like this? You're a professional cyclist, but I, I don't know if you'd have ever cycled a thousand kilometers no. in a ride. No, 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 I haven't. No, this was this was four, four out of my comfort
1: zone, and... and um I mean, I'm, a, I'm a, a one day marathon racer and stage racing specialist. So anything between 60 and 120 kilometers for a one day event. Um, that's sort of my speciality. So there is there's longer distance, uh, events, but I've never, never, um, got into them. So, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to do something and try and help out a few people if I can along the way. And I uh, contacted the guys from uh, Nika Capital, and uh, they are working together with the E Foundation, which mm. is the Humanitarian Empowerment Foundation. And we came up with an idea that, that's way beyond my comfort zone. I mean, there's, there's no use doing something that you're comfortable with if you want to inspire people. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we, we said we're going to go for 1,000 Ks around my house. Um, I didn't believe it's possible. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just with people uh, getting in behind the whole thing and supporting me, uh, the, the impossible just became possible. And, yeah, it was just an extraordinary journey. Uh, you,
0: you say it's a 200-meter lap around your house. Um, uh, I'm too lazy to do the calculations. How many times did you go around your house? So that that would have um, come in at
1: around about five. 5,000 laps, but when uh, President Ramaphosa introduced the Level 4 lockdown, um, which opened up the three-hour window between 6 and Mm. 9, I did make use of that uh, staying within the five-kilometer radius of my house. So on three three mornings, the last three mornings, um, I did get out between 6 and 9, and I could complete around about seventy five kilometers um during those three hours within the five K radius of the house. And so that that definitely did help. Um it it does it did have its downsides as well. Physically it was um very, very hard on the legs to switch over to a different kind of pedaling because uh on the little lap around the house I've already been adjusted to short bursts of power, um, so very on and off, on and off. Mm. And as soon as I went out onto the open road with the constant pedaling, on the first day, my legs just seized up, and uh, that I was on day three, and uh, those three first three hours on the road completely broke me, and uh, actually, that was the end of the road for me. I, I did make the choice at that stage.
0: Uh what was your strategy coming into this um this entire task that you uh, you took on I mean a thousand kilometers, you, you have to be very, very strategic.
1: You have to be, but you also have to be very open to adapt. Um and I went with just a strategy to um you know, be open to change, be open to, to be able to uh, you know, adapt to circumstances. There are unforeseen circumstances. Uh, originally, I planned to do this thing in less than three days, which in hindsight was a bit optimistic, but um, when, as soon as I got out the first few minutes on the first day, mm. I knew it was going to be a very long struggle because conditions weren't as good as I expected. Uh, we had a lot of rain the two days leading up to the the challenge and that just made the first few days a completely miserable slog the ground was heavy it was muddy Mm. the first 100 days I had to wash my bike five times just Mm. to keep it moving so then I realized I mean there's there's no point in in having a set strategy and uh, from then on, I just sort of took it as I went along Um, yeah all I,
0: could do. I mean, uh, I mean, it's, it's it's a very special uh, feat. Uh, you rode for what, sixty-one hours. Um, how long were you able to rest? And also, what what does that do for your concentration levels? I mean, especially as you're saying, you're going into the first couple of days, muddy ground. Uh, surely, you need to be a, a lot more alert to stay on the bike as well. Did you have any slip-ups as well? Any falls um, during that time? Um, I did. I did have a fall.
1: Uh, but I'm in the last 20 kilometers when it was raining heavily again and yeah, I just fell out on one of the corners. Thanks for, thankfully, nothing major. Um, mentally, it's very taxing. I've, um, I didn't expect it to be as taxing, but at the end of the day, I am still riding a single track, uh, so it does take um, concentration. There is turns. I need to brake. I need to shift. Um, I need to look after my train and know when to pedal. And after uh, or throughout the first day, I realized that I could only do around about three hours at a time before I would start to go uh, completely backwards. Mentally, I would just uh, get very, very tired. I would get severe headaches uh, just from the concentration. And um, also food uh, nutrition wise, um, because it's such a short lap and it's quite technical. You have to hold on. So you can't be riding around the house and eating a sandwich. So you have to stop. Every time you have to take something in, um, you have to stop. So that breaks the momentum. Mm. So there's, the whole time there was this battle between uh, trying to keep the momentum going. Um, because once you once you stop, it's hard to get going again. And mm. within around about 15 to 20 minutes, you're back in the zone. You've got the momentum going again, but then you need to start thinking about nutrition. Otherwise, you're just going to run out of energy.
0: How much?
1: So, yeah, it was, a, it was a, it's just a battle between, you know, I, I could never really win that battle because otherwise I'm going to lose. So, it was just a way of trying to find a balance and, and get the best possible out of it.
0: Matej Sibiekas, he, he has cycled 1,000 kilometers around his yard. How much money did you raise? In the end, we raised uh, 150,000
1: rand sure. for the He Foundation and um, going to contribute to around about 300 families um, receiving food for about a month.
0: Sure. No, uh,
1: so, yeah, I mean, it's um, that's why I said the grass is the least of our worries. I mean, we're living in unprecedented times and Yeah, we just want to wave a flag and and say to people that it's time to wake up and realize the need that's on our doorstep. I mean, I I don't really see a way forward um, when people aren't uh, working together, aren't looking after each other. Mm. Uh, We definitely need to wake up.
0: Matthijs, thank you so much for your time and uh, congratulations with such a a beautiful achievement, as taxing as it was, but uh, 300 families fed for a month, absolutely worth it. Oh, sure. Definitely. Thank you. Appreciate it. He rode a thousand kilometers around his yard just to feed people. That's fantastic.